0: Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch, and welcome to Overcast, the Chogos Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you latest insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. Have access to a source of hot water in the farm area is essential, especially in spring. For some farms, however, there is an a requirement to supply larger volumes either for artificially reared lambs or calves, or for general farm use. So, what are the options, and what suits best? We're joined by Choggle's researcher Dr. John Upton to shed some light on this topic. John starts by outlining the various heat sources that are available and emphasizes the importance of knowing individual demand on the farm. We discuss the capacity, energy efficiency, and running costs of the various heating systems. We finish up with John offering some tips on the maintenance of these systems and highlighting some factors that will influence the longevity in farms. We start off, however, with John explaining why we need to know what the demands are on individual farms.
1: It's important to have an adequate supply of hot water at the right temperature, anyway, is the first point. So I mean, you, you'd need to get a, an idea of what sort of volumes you're you're looking to heat on on a daily basis, and then you know what temperature should that water be at is, is another important question. And then that that sort of informs what type of system you would go for. Then after that, okay, so it starts off with your your base your bog standard basic option would be an electrical water heater from from the co-op was we'll made by Atlantic or, or some company like that. And um, they're available in all sorts of sizes. You can start off with your your smallest option is a, like a 10 liter underwater heater, which I suppose isn't much good from a commercial point of view, uh, because once you draw off your, your eight or nine liters out of that, the rest of it's going to be cold, and then it'll take three or four hours to heat back up again. So like that's not much good if you have a bunch of animals to feed or, or a bunch of equipment to, to clean or sanitize. So after that, then your your next option would be 150 liter would be kind of the next step up. And that's going to cost somewhere in the region of six or 700 euros to get up and running. And they they go up from there. Then you can get uh, 200, 300 liter systems and so on. So I suppose you you want to size the heater such that, you know, you can do all your cleaning, washing, feed mixing and whatever else needs doing in one batch. You you don't want to be waiting. You don't want to be drawing off water and then waiting for the thing to heat back up again so you're going to want to heat with with nitrate electricity in the main for these electric and water heating systems and uh, we can we can come back to that when we, when we talk about costs in a minute maybe
0: so, so like johnny and your points well made like the the sink heater it's ground for very quick hand washing rinse and that kind of stuff but for more than that it's not going to have sufficient capacity
1: No, exactly. Look, it's made. They're made for a purpose. They're made for um for just uh, simple uh, uh, hand washing and so on. They're they're not designed for for kind of industrial environment really at all. You know, so yeah, keep that in mind. If
0: if we move away from electric, are there other options out there?
1: There are. So, I mean, there's there's a convenience element to to hot water. Okay, um, and. Some farmers find that the the batch heating systems, like the electrical systems, a bit of a, a nuisance, especially in the springtime. Whereby, if you were feeding animals twice a day, let's say for example, and um, you drew off your your hot water in the morning, early in the morning, then and and you 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 wanted hot water again in the evening, the the heater, the electrical heater, mightn't be hot enough by the evening time. And if it, even if it was, you're going to be using dairy electricity all day, which is is very expensive to do. So for, for that reason, I suppose some farmers have migrated on to other uh, more uh, industrial type systems, such as oil-fired systems or, or gas LPG-fired systems. Um, and typically they're installed as, a, as an instant heating configuration. So, I mean, both of them would have a similar design principle in the sense that you, you have your fuel source which would be a, a tank of LPG in the gas case or a tank of kerosene in the oil case. Um, you would run those heaters then as as and when required in the sense that once you turn on the tap, the heater would fire up and they'll produce hot water at the desired temperature on demand. So there's no storage required and um, you have basically unlimited hot water whenever you need it. And the price is always the same as another thing because once you, once you purchase your tank of gas or your tank of kerosene, it's it's the same price no matter what time of the day you use it. So some farmers see that as a big convenience factor. Now, obviously, there's um, an additional capital investment required for such a system because there's a good bit more machinery and, and so on involved. So we'll say for for your average um, instant oil-fired heater, you're probably going to be budgeting somewhere around the €4,000 mark to, to get that purchase, and then you would have installation on top of that uh those systems would provide a, a decent flow of water, you know, you you can you can get them up to twenty or thirty liters per minute, which which is sufficient for most jobs. And then on the gas fired systems, you you can kind of get them in various configurations. So you can get them in banks. You can start off with one heater, which will will give you about 10 liters per minute of, of very hot water. And if you had requirements for additional volume, then you'd you multiply them up, you would put in a bank of one, two or three, and uh, you'd be looking at probably 1500 euros per heater, you know, for a system like that, plus installation. So the, the investment is obviously much, much greater for the oil and gas fired systems. Uh, so you're paying, you're paying for the convenience factor album, I suppose, um, having said that the running costs of them are a little bit better, they're substantially better actually than the electrical system. But, you know, to justify the investment, you'd want to be using a lot of hot water, like two or 300 litres per day to, to sort of warrant like it, you know?
0: That oil that, that Fire
1: one, that's really high usage. You'd want something other than just basic farm usage from that one. Yeah, I mean, where you see them going in now would be in the rotary milking part, for, for example, for yeah. your your washing, yes. you know, 40, 50 units in a milking machine, things like that. John,
0: the, the gas-fired ones, like, from the very basic units that i up, there's variation in the flow rate on them too. There's some cheaper units out there. I suppose it all depends on what you want in the flow rate per minute on them.
1: Yeah, that's right. So again, that comes back to the point of just working out what kind of volume you need. And, you know, you want to be, you want to be filling your, your tank of water in you know, a reasonable time. Like you don't want to be waiting more than 10 minutes for, for you to fill your calf feed or whatever you're doing. I mean, like a, a, an ordinary bucket that you have around the farm is going to be 15 litres. So like one heater will heat that, one gas heater would, would fill that in, um, you know, uh, fairly, uh, just a minute and a half, like, which isn't bad. But on the other side of it, like if you were filling a 200 liter uh, uh, powder uh, feed mixer. You, you you're going to be, you're going to be waiting oh, a long time. Wouldn't, wouldn't, it wouldn't be good enough for that. So no. you've
0: definitely got to keep that in mind. Like, unfortunately you could wander off in the middle of an overflow, which can happen with them slower fillers. But so, yeah, look, uh, you're right. So you're right at the start. You have to spec for what you actually need. And there are options out there. John, you, t- you touched on this bit a few times in terms of energy efficiency and it's something more becoming a bit more conscious of given the increase in costs, the variation in them for the electric one, if you're on a night rate, Yes, if not, it's an expensive system.
1: It is, yeah. So the nitrate electricity heating system is going to cost about €2.10 to heat 100 litres of water from coal to 80 degrees. Now, in fairness, 80 might be a bit ott for some applications, but for, for cleaning and sanitising equipment, you, you probably would want it that hot, you know. Um, But then if you go, if you were to heat that water with electricity on day rate, you're looking at a price of, uh 4 euros and and 20 cent nearly so you you really don't want to be heating too much water and dairy it just gets it's very expensive fairly fast okay um in contrast with that then your gas fired system would be about 1 euro 20 cent uh currently at current prices which is you know it's a it's a good bit cheaper and your oil part system is in around that again, one euro twenty two cents. So they're they're the ballpark running costs that you'll be looking I
0: mean, at. I suppose the big advantage of them latter two is you've paid up front.
1: Yeah, you've paid up front and you know, you have a, a, a system with fairly low CO two emissions from them as well. Um and they're they're convenient, to, which is a, a big bonus for a lot of farmers.
0: John, just maybe lastly, like, in terms of maintenance costs with these, and, and I know it's not necessarily your field expertise, but one thing in any of these systems, it's great that you can go in, turn it on, and it works. Is there any big glitches in any of these systems, or anything you need to be aware of, servicing wise?
1: Yeah, one thing that can put a major spanner in the works now of any of those units would be um, if you were in an area of hard water, you can have substantial lime scale buildup fairly quickly. And that destroys the efficiency of the units and obviously reduce their lifespan then as well. So I I'd, I'd definitely recommend getting a water sample tested for hardness. And if if your water comes back as being hard, you would need to put a water softener in just to soften the water that's going to the heater. There's only no need to soften the water for the whole farm. It's It's not required, but specifically just a small unit for the heater would be highly recommended. Um, in addition to that, then really, there's no maintenance as such with the electrical heating systems. They'll run away forever, really, without any maintenance. Um, on the oil and gas, then, like you're dealing with a, a a fuel combustion boiler essentially, and it's it's recommended for all of those units that they receive a, an annual maintenance, um, on a on a once a year basis anyway, at least, just to keep them cleared out of any sort debris that would be there to to maintain the efficiency. Um, with the gas systems in, there's um, a small annual fee for the rental of the gas tank. If you're if you're going for a substantial size gas tank. Um, other than that, really, that's that's kind of the, the main ones that I can think of.
0: OK, so like you, what you're trying to do is just improve put the lifespan of the machine as well as everything else. Clicking yeah. that
1: hard water area. Exactly. That's the big one.
0: So, John, look, there's a few options out there. So again, it goes back to where you start with you spec it for what you actually need.
1: For sure. Yeah, look at the requirements and design the system to suit. That would be the best advice I could give anyone. Anyway. John, it was good getting an update from you today. Really appreciate it. No problem at all. Good to talk to you. We'll leave it there for this
0: week's episode. I'd like to thank John again for coming along with us and shedding some light in the area, highlighting the pros and cons of the various systems and the importance of speculating it correctly for what we actually require on-farm. That's it for me for updates from our sheep program. Keep an eye on our Twitter page, at Sheep. I'm Keir Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and get notified of new episodes.